The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masikat Shekalim has been dedicated by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe ben Nachel Man. We hope that the learning of the 22 Dapim of Masikat Shekalim will be a a ilui neshama for the niftar Moshe ben Rachel. Tehi nishmatot zerura b'tzol ha'chayim. Amen. Daf Yud Bet. Today's daf has been dedicated by Joseph and Dana Rosenbaum and Isaac and Bela Brecher. For the fuash shelema of Liat, Yonina bat Bela and Zlata bat Dina. El narefana lahen, el narefana lahen, el narefana lahen. Refuat nefesh. Uh, we'd like to uh, acknowledge that this is also in honor of the Woodmere Dafyomi group and thanking the rabbi for his insight and wisdom into the daf. Thank you. And Bazat Hashem, you should have continued success. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated and Avraham ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tanihem began Eden. Amen. We are beginning on Daf Yud Bet Amud Rishon, right on the top line. Alachad Dalid. And we begin from the new Mishnah. Hamagdish Nechasav. A person <coughs> uh, consecrated his assets to the Bedekabayat. That means to the Bedekabayat, it's treasury. It's all the assets that he has in his house, whatever it may be, movables, animals, uh, etc. He was Magdish, all of it, to the Bedekabayat, that its value, or itself, should go to the treasury. And in his assets, there were items that were worthy to go to be Korbanot Sibur. The Gemara is going to explain to us what type of item are we talking about that he had in his possession that can be given and used as a Qurban Sibur. The Gemara actually tells us, referring to the Ketoret. But in any event, he had that in his possession and he consecrated that as well. So the Gemara Mishnah says, Yinatnu la'umanim biskaram. So the Mishnah says, what do you do with this item that <coughs> is shayakh uh, for the Sibur? So the first opinion says, pay the workers, the ummanin, either those that build the Beit HaMikdash or the different services that are done in the Beit HaMikdash, that they need to get paid. And therefore, once you pay them, then already that object becomes hulin. Now this is a Hiddush what we're saying, because until now we learned that you could never pay from the Vadima Begdesh for work, because work is not a tangible. We always said that you should uh, take it and uh, pay them from Hulin money, and then um, take the Egdesh money and put it on a tangible item. For example, we talked about the Ketoret or the Omer. Here this opinion is holding differently. This opinion holds you can actually take consecrated items, the Varim Shal Egdesh, and pay workers for their salary, and what's going to happen, once they pay them, the item that originally was Egdesh, now becomes Hulin. Once it becomes Hulin, then the Egdesh is able to buy it back from those people, and use it, like we said, for the coming year uh, service. So in this case, over so you give the Korbenot Sibur, whatever it is, you give it as payment to the Umanim, 
The moment you gave it as payment, it turns into hulin. Now you buy it back from them, and now it becomes Kodesh again. Devrei Rabbi Akiva. Because Rabbi Akiva's opinion is, Hegdesh mithalel al melacha. He holds that Hegdesh can become mehulal on services. Amalo ben Azai. So ben Azai comes and tells Rabbi Akiva, Ena min hamidah. Says this is not the proper measure. What you're saying, because we learned above regarding motana ketoret. That was the leftover ketoret. So we said there is no option just to give it straight as payment to the umanim, because in that way it is not going to become mehulal. The only way is is to borrow money from the shulhani, pay the workers, and then uh, consequently we'll take the kedusha off the. Uh, off the um, off the ketoret, but you cannot pay the ketoret straight to the umanim and get the uh, get the uh, kedusha off. So Ben Azai says, "Ena minamida." It is not according to the measure that you're saying, which means Ben Azai argues in a biakiva, and he holds en hegdesh mitchalel ala melacha. You cannot mitchalel hegdesh on service. So what do you do? You take money from the Lishka from the treasury, and you pay the Umanim. And then you mahalil these items that the person designated as Egdesh, which is on the money that the Umanim have, that you transfer the Kiddushah. To the uh, to these items, she then you pay the umanim, let's say with these items as their sakhar, the chazim v'lochin otam etrumah hadasha, and then you uh, take it from terumah hadasha, like we learned yesterday's daf. What you basically did was is that you uh, had the ketoret, let's say, in the case of the mishnah that we learned yesterday, the ketoret was motar uh, ketoret as a kedusha. So what do we say uh, you do? The only way you can do it is you give the uh, uh, monies, uh, you take hulin uh, money, and uh, you pay uh, the uh, umanim, and as you're paying the umanim with the hulin monies, so now already, uh, in, 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 or actually you, you take monies, and you consecrate, you, you, you take, let's review how we learned it above. We have a mahluk over here between Ben Azai and Rabbi Akiva. Do we say that uh, you can pay uh, with Hegdesh money to people that are doing Melacha. Rabbi Akiva says yes, and then the Hegdesh becomes Cholin, whereas Ben Ghazai says no, you cannot. Comes the next part of the Mishnah. Hamagdish Nechasav. Second case, a person consecrates his property to the Bet, for Bet Kabbite, for the treasury. Vaitabain Behema Reuya Al Gabe Mizbayah. And in these assets, there was an animal or animals that were befitting to go on the Mizbayah. Which means he had animals that were reuim for korbanot. So it says, Zecharim Nekebot. He had, uh, let's say, male animals and female animals. So now, what does he do? Rabbi Li'ezer says, Since he consecrated all his assets for Bedekabayit, that means that the monies and the proceeds should go to the treasury of the Bet HaMikdash. Therefore they considered the money of the treasury. And even the stuff that's not we for Korban, that money still needs to somehow get to the treasury. Because, uh, now we have a problem, but we have stuff that he consecrated. 
Now, he gave it Kedushat Bedek Abayit. But in these items over here, there's certain items that are Ra'ui for the Mizbeach. Now, we have a rule. Kol Ra'ui the Mizbeach enu yotzeh mide Mizbeach le'olam. Once something becomes Ra'ui for the Mizbeach, it's got to go on the Mizbeach. So we have to figure out a way now that these items get to the Mizbeach, but the monies will still go to Bedek Abayit, to the treasury of the Bet HaMikdash. So the Bidi Aizir says, you do the following. Zecharim yimachiru nesukhri olot, nesukhri olot. You find people in the Bet HaMikdash that need Korban Ola, and you can sell them the male animals for Korban Ola. You find people that need to bring Qurban Shalamim and you sell them the female animals for Qurban Shalamim. So what you accomplish with that is the animals at least went on the Mizbayah. And then what? And the money that you got for the payment of these Qurbanot will end up going into the treasury. See, you did the best of both worlds. You got the Qurbanot on the Mizbayah, which you have to, but... The proceeds ended up going to Bedeka Bayit. That's the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yeshua says, no. Rabbi Yeshua holds like this. Once you consecrate the animals uh, that was in your Nechassim, we assume that he did two things. Whatever items can go for Bedeka Bayit, go to Bedeka Bayit. But whatever items go for Qurban, he wants it to go for Qurban. And therefore the proceeds do not have to go to Bedek uh, On the contrary, the Yoshua says, Take the animals themselves, don't sell them. The animals that the guy consecrated, put them out of the Mizbayah as a Qurban Ola, Unkebot, and the females, Yimachru And put the uh, females as Qurban Shalamim. Viyavi Bidmehem Olot. Which means, and uh, with the uh, money, uh, a person should bring korban uh, ola. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Rabbi Yoshua says that once a person, let's say, consecrated all his nechassim, and in his nechassim there were also animals that were ra'ui for the mizbeach, so he comes along and says that whatever is ra'ui for the mizbeach goes to the mizbeach. But he also stipulates that it's dafka litzorich ola. Because uh, when a per- this person over here, we say he was kabana was to magdish all his nechassim fashim for more olam. Parts go to the Bedek Abayit, and the Qurban parts all go to Hashem, meaning for Ola. So therefore, Zekharim Atzmam, Yikarbu Olot. The, the Zekharim, which are Ra'ui for Olot, right away, put them on the Mizbayah. Un Kibot, but in the Kibot, it's not Shiach for Ola. Yimachru litzurchez of Hashanamim. Sell it for a Qurban Shalamim. And then with the proceeds, buy a korban zakhar and put it for an ola. And the rest of his nechassim, let them fall to bedekabayit. So we have this fantastic makhlukah over here between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua in a case where a person was magdish, all his nechassim, and in the nechassim there was korbanot. Rabbi Eliezer holds, everything goes to bedekabayit. It's all in one soup, everything falls to the bedekabayit. However, according to Rabbi Yoshua, I says no. What falls to the Beit Kabbai falls to the Beit Kabbai, but the Korbanot themselves they go the Mizbeach. However, they do fall for Ola. Therefore, you'd have to sell the Nekeva 
to, as a shalamim, take its proceeds and buy a korban. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi Akiba, Ro'e ani etibre Rabbi Li'ezer, Medavir Rabbi Yoshua. He says, I prefer the opinion of Rabbi Li'ezer over Rabbi Yoshua. Why? Should Rabbi Li'ezer, Heshva et Middotav. Because Rabbi Li'ezer is consistent. He has one measure, meaning everything goes to Bede Kapayit. He doesn't split. This goes to Bede Kapayit, this goes to, to the Mizbayah. He's, he's uh, consistent. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Yoshua, Hilek. Whereas Rabbi Yoshua divided. He split. He said, this goes to Bede Kapayit, this goes to the Mizbayah. Amar Rav Papias. Rav Papias said, Shamati. I heard a way to establish a division in him. I have a way where I can make both Rabbi Le'ez and Rabbi Yeshua work in different cases. Hamagdish beferush, which means if a person explicitly said that what? That he's designating his nechassim or he's consecrating his nechassim and his behemot. I mean, he said, my nechassim, my assets, and my behemot. He said the word behemot. For Igdesh, that will say, because since he specified nechassim and behemot, and he put them all together, so therefore we assume that whatever's going to happen to the nechassim will happen to the behemot, and therefore all fall to Bedekabayin. Vamagdish setam. However, if a guy just says, Amagdish my nechassim. So then already stab, then we'll go like Rabbi Yoshua and say, let it fall where it's supposed to fall. Because Rabbi Yoshua, meaning whatever can fall to Medica Bible, fall to Medica Bible, whatever falls for Korban, will fall for Korban. So the Papias wants to make uh, shalom between the opinions and just say, you know, Rabbi Yoshua is talking about one case, then Rabbi Yoshua talking about another case. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Hamagdish Nechasav. This is the third case of the Mishnah. Hamagdish Nechasav. A person consecrated his assets and he had items again that were Ra'ui to go on the Mizbeah the Mishnah gives examples Yenot wines that Ra'ui for Nisuch Shemanim that Ra'ui for Menachot Ofot that would be like a Tor or Bnei Yonah that you could bring as a Korban the Bili Ezer or some change that to the Bil Azar Right, that would be the the Rebbein Ovadia Bar Terura. Change that to be El Hazar Omer Yimacheru Letsurche Oto Hamin. Sell it to people that need that species. If a guy needs uh, Yayin, sell it. If a guy needs uh, um, Shemin, etc. You know, find a customer in the Beit Hamikdash that needs these products and sell it to them. Ve'yavi bedmehem olot. And then with the money. That you, the proceeds, bring it as a Qurban Ola, which means we see that Rabbi Al-Azhar holds like Rabbi Yoshua. That when a person consecrates his property, and there's stuff there that's only for the Mizbayah, automatically is coming as for Ola. So you sell all the goods, and with the proceeds, you go buy a Zakhar and bring it as a Qurban Ola. The rest of the assets will fall to now we go to the Gemara. Gemara says, Hamagdish, we said in the first case that a person consecrates his property and he had in those assets items that what that were not for Kurbinot Sibur. Now the Gemara wants to know what are these items that are for Kurbinot Sibur? Rabbi Yohanan Amar Ketoret. Rabbi Yohanan says the Ketoret. Now, if you remember on yesterday's daf, we learned and we had a great mahlokit in how you make the Ketoret. One opinion said that the ketoret could be made even in hulin kelim. You don't have to have klisharet. You don't have to have the special vessels of the Beit HaMikdash, which technically means a person in his own house can make the ketoret, 
and Ketor will be kasher, and then he can donate it to the Bet HaMikdash. So therefore the Gemara wants to say, to Rabbi Yohanan, that's the case of our Mishnah. You have a regular guy, not working in the Bet HaMikdash, he was Makdish for his Nechassim. But you had in the Nechassim items that were not for the Sibur. What's the item that's not for the Sibur? Ketoret. Uh, so we consider Rabbi Yohanan must hold, that, you, that this Mishnah is holding, that you don't need Klisharet, to sanctify the Ketoret. Because if you need a Klisharet to sanctify the Ketoret, how is it throwing for the Sibur? So this would be a proof that Rabbi Yohanan is learning that the Ketoret is the Korban Sibur we're talking about over here, and you don't need Klisharet. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi Hoshaya, Rabbi Hoshaya says, No, you have no proof. Tipater, I can interpret the Mishnah, Be'uman Mishel Bet Aptinas, Shayan Hotel Beskaro Ketoret. I can say, no, who was this individual that consecrated the Ketoret in his assets? I'll tell you, it was the Bet Aptinas family. Now, the Bet Aptinas family was the ones that made the Ketoret, so they had the Klisharet. And if I can tell you, no, really, I'll tell you, you need Klisharet. And what happened over here? Really, originally, the Bet Aptinas family made the Ketoret with the Klisharet, and it was Kodesh. And then what happened? Of course, they gave it to the, uh, the Beta Mikdash, uh, like, they, like they have to do all the time. Then what happened? You had Motara Ketoret, and then Motara Ketoret was given back to them, right, as payment. And then before the Beta was able to buy it back from them, they were Magdish all the Nechassim. Once they Magdish all the Nechassim, so now the Ketoret is now also Nikudaj, and in that case we have a Mahlok Dina B in the Isra in the Mishnah to be Yoshua, what to do, what they're gonna be. The Isra in the Mishnah will say what? All of it goes the Bedekabayat. Where according to Rabbi uh, Yoshua, he says, uh, he'll say no, that it can go, has to go for, whichever was Ra'uf, Kurban Sibur has to fall for Ola. But the point is, you have no proof from our Mishnah that you don't need Klisharet, Rabbi Yoshua says. You need Klisharet. Hey, where's the Klisharet? Because we're not talking about a Stam individual that made this Ketoret. We're talking about the Bet Aptinas film that made the Ketoret, and then they sanctified their, or consecrated their uh, items. Comes the Gemara and says, my de Ben Azai. What is the logic of Ben Azai? Let's review what Ben Azai said. Ben Azai, if you remember in our Mishnah, argued in the Akiva. Ben Azai said you cannot give the uh, Ketoret as payment to the uh, Omanin. Which is the first case of the Mishnah was a Magdish Sibur. So Rabbi Akiva says, what do you do with those items that are ra'ui for korbanot sibur? So Rabbi Akiva says, you're not to the umanim. Pay the umanim with them, and the kiddushah, the item will go off, and you can use it for the korban sibur. Okay, in this case, it was the ketoret that were coming out. Rabbi Azai said, no way. You can't pay the uh, workers with the ketoret, and then assume that the kiddushah of the ketoret is going to go off. Why not? So us, my time the Ben Azai. She'en ha'ikdesh b'thalel ala melacha, ela ala ma'ot. Like we learned, because he old ha'ikdesh does not become hulin on services. You need a tangible. Service is not a tangible. You're paying for a guy's work. So, ela, you need money in order to take the kiddushah off. Therefore, there's no option to free the ketoret by just paying the workers. <coughs> so again, Ben Azai Shita is En Hegdesh Mithalel Ala Melaka Ela Ala Ma'ot. Okay, now we move on to the next case of the Mishnah. We learned in the Mishnah, we had a Mahloket. Again, uh, I, I said uh, inadvertently, I, I, I discussed uh, 
the ula and the and the shalamim and all the stuff. In this first case of Yazandu and Ula and Shalamim, the first case of the Bakhud Rabbi Akiva bin Azai is specifically Ketorit. And the whole subject is, uh, according to one opinion, a regular Rabbi Hanan, regular common family did this, and therefore we can bring a proof that you don't need Klisharet for the Ketorit. And Rabbi said, no, I'll tell you the Bet family did it, therefore there was a Klisharet. Uh, and the, the only question is if, it's a, if, if, they, if they use the Klisharet, it's Kodesh already. So we have to explain that they gave it to the Bet Mikdash. It was Motar Ketoret. The Motar Ketoret was eventually given back to the Bet Abtinas family as Hulin. They consecrated all their assets, including the Motar Ketoret, before the Bet Abtinas was able to buy it back with the Shekalim. And therefore, the Gemara says, now, what do you do? Look at the Akiva bin Azai. The Akiva says, just uh, take the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the Ketoret that they have and use it to pay workers. And the Kedushah will go off it. Whereas according to Bin Azai says, no, you can't use it to pay workers. You have to put it on money, then take the Kedushah off, and then pay them with it, and then buy it back, as we learned. Comes the Gemaran continues, now we go to the second case of the Mishnah, where you had the Mahloket between the Bili Ezer and Rabbi Yoshua. Taman Taninan, we learned in a Mishnah in Masechet Temura. Yesh now, there's some words uh, we have to fill in over here. What the Mishnah over there in Timura was doing is, it was comparing things that are consecrated for Bedekabayit, for the treasury, comparing it to things that were consecrated for the Mizbayah. And the Gemara says that the Kodshim Bedekabayit have certain advantages that Kodshim Mizbayah do not have. Now the Mishnah is going to list some of those advantages that Kodshim Bedekabayit have over Kodshim Mizbayah. So the Gemara says, number one, Number one, when a person makes Hekdesh Stam, he says, Hekdesh, Stetam Hekdesh automatically goes to the treasury, and not for Korbanot. Number two, Hekdesh Bedekabayit Hal Alakol. When a person consecrates something for the Bedekabayit, the Kedushav, the treasury can go on anything, meaning on rocks, on wood, on any item, any tangible. Mashi'ink and Kodshim, Mizbeh can only go on animals. Number three, Which means, if a person, let's say, uh, planted a tree of Hegdesh, Hegdesh Betekabayit, so the growth of that tree, if a person uses it, it's going to be considered Me'ilah. Whereas on Kodshim Mizbeh, the growth that come out of the animal, Let's say the uh, the children or the offspring is not considered me'ilah. But the growth of kocher, that the kabayit, it's shayach to be mu'il. Number four, the en ba'en hanaya la koanim. Which means the koanim have no benefit from kocher be'at the kabayit. But they do have benefits from kocher mizbayah. After all, sometimes they do get to eat the meat of a korban, and certainly they get the skins of the animal. So therefore, the Gemara here, the Mishnah lists four uh, different ma'alot, four different advantages, we'll call them, that Kodshim the Kabayit have over Kodshim Zbayah. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi Hananya. And Hananya says, that Mishnah, that said, Stam Hekteshot is the Kabayit, to which opinion is that similar to, to the opinions that we learned in our Mishnah? 
It sounds like it's a bil azar. And the Gemara says that the Rabbi le azari. It's got to be the bil azar. Why did not? Or did not? Because we know the Mishnah. Hamagdish the kasab. Vaita behem behemad uyalga behemizbayach. Zekarim unkebot. Rabbi le azar omer. Zekarim yimakrul le surche onot. Unkebot yimakrul le surche zitchash shlamim. Udmehem yipilu imshan nechasim lebedekabayit. So you see clearly, according to the bil azar, when a person's magdish his nechasim stam. Even though there was korbanot or items that were oifu korbanot in there, all those items have to be sold and the proceeds used for bedikabayit. So the author of that mishnah in Timurah that said stam hikdeshot lebedikabayit is Rabbi El Rabbi Yehazir of our mishnah. Comes the Gemara and says now, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Ta'amad Rabbi Yehazir. The reason of Rabbi Yehazir is what it's based on a. Pasuk in Vayikra. What does the pasuk say? Biish ki yagdish et beto kodesh lashem. If a person consecrates literally his house, it'll be kodesh lashem. Bema anan kaimin. What are we talking about? What type of hegdesh are we discussing? Bebet dira. Oh, we're talking about when a guy actually consecrated his actual physical house. Can't be, because we mentioned a guy consecrating his house already in another pasuk. Kevar ketiv, it's said already in a pasuk, in another pasuk, the imam magdish yig'al et peto. That if a person who consecrated his house wants to redeem it. So already consecrating a house was discussed somewhere else. So what does this pasuk mean when it says, ve'ish ki yagdish et beto? So the Gemara says, Ela chi'anan kamin b'magdish nechasav. Which means it means that he consecrated not his house, but all his assets that are in his house. And therefore, in this case over here, it says what? It's going to be Kodesh Lashem. It's going to be uh, consecrated, which means everything in his house. In his house he also has animals. But what does it say over here? It says Kodesh Lashem, which we're interpreting to be Lebedi Kabayat. Just like all the other nechassim in the house called the Bedek Kodesh Lashem, so too, this as well, Mikan, from here we learn, Shesetam Ekdeshot, the Bedek So there would be the actually has a pasuk, that he learns this klal, that when a person has nechassim, even if there's animals as part of the nechassim, Stam Ekdesh goes to the Bedek Habayit. Okay? Comes the Gibbara continues. Amar Rabbi Zaira. The Bizaira said, in the name of Rav Huna Beshem Rav, in the name of Rav, Bema Peligin. What cases were the Bilyaz and the Yoshua arguing? Which is, we know their principle. The Bilyaz holds Stamik Desh Lebedekabayit, and the Yoshua holds know that if there's animals in the mix, they'll go for Korban Ola. But now we want to know the cases that they argue. The Gemara is going to offer three different options to explain the Mahlokit between the Bili'ezer and Rabbi Yoshua. And the Gemara begins. Bema Peligin, in which case are they arguing? So the Gemara says, Bemagdish Nechasav. This is talking about where he made his Nechasim, his assets. So in this case, we have your assets, and in the assets there's animals. Oh, so when you do all your animals with the assets itself, so the Bi'ur is going to say it all goes to Bedekabai, like the Nechassim. The Bi'ur should also say, no, the Nechassim go to Bedekabai, then the animals go for the Mizbeh. But let's say a guy went and he consecrated his herd. Only animals. He just said, Stam, 
Ha'edir sheli, my flock of animals, is Kodesh. Kol amamu dayesh ulam izbayah. Everybody's going to agree that what it goes to the Mizbeah, which is even the Biliyahs is going to agree in that case, it goes to Mizbeah. Because in this case, it's, it's animals. What, what, what other purpose do you do for animals? Animals really primarily go for the Mizbeah. So there was no Mahlokid on that case. So comes the Gemara gives a different version of the Mahlokid. Another interpretation from Rav. This is the opposite. Ma piligin. In which case was the Bili Aiz and Rabbi Yoshua arguing? Bimakdish Hadro. Oh, what a Hadush. Dafka Bimakdish Hadro, you have a Mahloket. Which is an amazing thing. Which means even in the case of Magdish Hadro, where a guy consecrated his herd, all you have is animals. Still, the Bili is going to say, sell them and take the proceeds and give it to Medikabayat. However, of a Magdish de Chasav, but if you're Magdish de Chasav, you're. Assets. Then even if Yeshua will agree that the money goes to Bedek Abayid, which is a tremendous hadush over here, which means the guy only has animals over here. And still the B, Eliezer uh, is going to say, Bedek Abayid. So the uh, Gemara is going to question this. The Gemara says, I can understand the way that Zaira understood the Mahloket, that what? That by Nechassim, you have a machlok in the Bidaz of Yoshua. By Eder, everybody's going to agree it goes to the Mizbaya. That, that makes sense. However, the Kasha and the Ba. But the way the Ba interpreted the machlok, it Gebra is Behema, Lola Mizbayahi. What do you mean? Isn't a Behema for the Mizbaya? How can you tell me that when the guy has all his animals that he's magdished them, and still the Bidaizer says, Bethika buy it? How can it be Bethika buy it? <laughs> so the Gemara answers, Behema la Mizbayahi. Yes, uh, you're right. Behema uh, really does go for the Mizbaya. Behema satama ishaze. But why did the guy then say stam? If the ghost of Mizbech, he should have been explicit and said, These behemot, I want it to be for Kedushat Mizbech. From the fact that he didn't say it explicitly, must be, he wants it to go to the treasury. So therefore, Why do you say it's Stam? Which means, we just make Dish Ezra, Ezra, period. It's as if he's saying, I don't want it to go only but to Medekabayit. So therefore, that's the logic of Rabbi Ba and his interpretation. And now we give a third way to learn the Mahlukit. Rabbi Yochanan Amar. Rabbi Yochanan says, I don't go like Rabbi Zahira's way, and I don't go like Rabbi Ba's way. He says, La Shanya, there is no... Difference in all cases. He a magdish nechasav, he a magdish ezro, ezro, he a mahlokin. Which means they argue on both cases. Rabbi Ezra Yoshua, their argument is across the board. Whether you magdish nechasav stam, or whether you madrish ezro stam, Rabbi Ezra always says it's considered kocheh, better buy it. And Rabbi Yoshua on the other side says, I don't care if you magdish nechasav, or you magdish ezro, it always goes for. Korban, meaning the items of the Uyim. And therefore, the Yohanan is very simple. This, don't make a hadith between the cases. <clears throat> Comes the Gemara and continues. Okay, we skip some of the words over there in the parentheses and we start with Rav Huna B'Shem Rav. Gemara says, Rabbi Abhu B'Shem Rabbi Yohanan. We have a statement, Rabbi Abhu, in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. Kodesh bedek habayit 
Shepodan Timimin. Okay, let's analyze this case. Kochebe de Kabayat, we know already. Those are animals, let's say, that you consecrated them with the Kedusha of Bedek Abayat. Now really, you're not supposed to do that. You take an animal, like a Taila, you're supposed to consecrate it for Kocheh Mizbeah. But the guy did it. He consecrated the animal so that its value should go to the treasury. Now, Shepodam Timimim. Now, you redeem them when they were Timimim, when they were unblemished. Normally, the law is... You're not allowed to redeem an unblemished animal. The only time you redeem an animal to take its kiddushah off is if it got a mum. Here what you did is you sanctified the animal, kiddushat, bedekabayit. It's still shalim, meaning no blemishes, and now you podeit. Now you uh, redeemed it, meaning you took the kiddushah off this animal, let's say, and you put it somewhere else. Now, again, uh, Let's review the case again, just to be more clearer. You consecrated animals that were shalim for the bedekabayit. Now we learned earlier, and yotzin midem mizbeah. What do you got to do with that animal? You have no choice. You got to put it on the mizbeah. Meaning you sell it to somebody that needs that animal. You take the monies and you put the monies in the in the treasury, like we said. Now, what happened over here is the fellow over here. He, uh, instead of putting it on the uh, Mizbeah, he was put there then. He took the Kiddushah off it. So the Gemara says, Even so, even though you did an illegal Pidyon over here, the animal will go to Hulin. Meaning it becomes unconsecrated. Again, really he was supposed to put it on the Mizbeah, this animal over here. Instead of putting it on the Mizbeah, now if it became a Baal Mum, I have no problem. Ma'almum, of course, what are you going to do? You can't put it on the Mizbaya, you put it. Mashiach over here, it was Shalem. And still the guy made a pigeon and took the Kiddushah off it. Does the Kiddushah go off? Yes, the Gemara says it becomes Chulin. So the Gemara wants to know, well, what's the source of this statement? Now, who made this statement? This is again, uh, by the name of Rabbi Hanan. So the Gemara says, Matnita Amraken. Actually, this is a Beferush Mishnah. That says this deen. Okay, where's this Mishnah? In Masechet Bechorot. Now, in Masechet Bechorot, the Gemara discusses a case like this. Let's say you have an animal that became a Ba'almum. Okay, it was blemished. And after it was blemished, then already you made it Hegdesh. Okay? In such a case, a Ba'almum, that you made Hegdesh, then you were put there. Then you took the Kiddushah off. So the Mishnah there says, Veladan v'halavan mutar le'achar pidyonan. Which means, not only does the animal go to Hulin, but the children, the velad, the, the, uh, the birth, the offspring, the milk, meaning all the, the, the shearings, which is, it goes totally Hulin. The pidyon is 100%. Uh, however, if let's say uh, he made it Hegdesh first, then it became a Balmum, then he was Podeid, in that case the Mishnah says over there, Veladan and Halban are Asur. So the Mishnah and Bechorot over there is giving you Kalim, it's giving you rules over here. Okay? We all agree that you're able to Podeid a Balmum. 
question over here is what came first, and based on what came first, it's going to ana- we're going to analyze how much of the animal becomes holim. If it became a baal moon first, and then for some reason the guy was magdishit. Why was he magdishit? Kaka, he shouldn't have been magdishit, but he was magdishit. So it's kedusha. Got to take it off. You make a pigeon. The whole animal now is holin again. You can use the animal, you can use the velador, you can use the halav, etc. The milk. Mashi'ekin, if it was Kodesh first, and you made it a dish, and only then it became a Ba'almum, yes, pigeon is an option. But the Mishnah says the uh, halav and the offspring and the milk, etc., remain the Isud. Okay, that is the deen. Now, what do you see from this uh, Mishnah Bechra? What are we trying to prove? Now, we know, fact, Kodshe Mizbeach are more stringent than Kodshe Bedekabayit. Items that are sanctified or consecrated for the Mizbeach definitely have a higher level than items that are consecrated for the treasury of the Beit HaMikdash. And therefore, if let's say, we could say the same thing, that uh, if you have, let's say, a Kiddushah of a Baal Mum that you did for the Mizbeach, it's going to be more stringent than a Baal Mum that you did for Medikabayit. Okay, so whatever leniency, put it this way, whatever leniency we're going to say by Kocher Mizbeach, you're definitely going to get to use that leniency by Kocher Medikabayit. And therefore, if you're going to tell me that after you make Pidyon by Kocher Mizbeach, the whole thing goes out to Hulin, and you can even use the Veladot and the Halab, Kol Sheken, by Bedekabayit, which is all the more so by items like this case over here. What's our case? You had an animal. You consecrated it for Bedekabayit. What? Then you made a pinyon. All the more so it's going to go out for Hulin. Meaning if by Kocher Mizbeah it goes out for Hulin, to the extent where you can even use the Halab and the Veladot, Kol Sheken, if you consecrate an item for Kocher, Bedek Habayit. Now, this is very difficult to understand the analogy because the only time we said that we let it go out for Cholin in the case of Kocher Mizbeah is if we had a moon first. In our case, we're talking about it's Shalim. And so the Chaura, what is the uh, what is the uh, an, uh, the analogy between these two cases? So the Mefarshim asked this question. Uh, the Mefarshim say, yes, actually the Taklin Hattin says uh, as follows, that since already, since already we see that the deen of Kocher Bedekabayit is more lenient, so we'll drop it down a notch. What we say by Baalim Umim, by Kocher Mizbeach, will even say by Timimim, by Kocher Bedekabayit. So therefore, we have to say, it's going to be more lenient even. But he's already by Kocher Mizbeach, where the guy consecrated for the animal itself, that should be from his Kurban. And what, only if it was a Mum, and then you were Magdishit, then we say you put it, it's okay. So we're going to say by Kocher Bedekabayit, which is less, even if it's Shalim, and you were Podet, again, you shouldn't have been Podet, but you were Podet, it'll go out to Hodin. Now in truth, the Gemara is going to ask this question. The Gemara says, Rav Chizkiyah B'Shem Rav Chizda, Tipater Shepeda'an Timimim Ve'omimu. 
or actually we'll read the uh, text of the Taklin Hatin. The text of the Taklin Hatin on this line is Tipater Shehumemu Ufda'an. Which means, what are you talking about? How could you compare the two cases? He's asking our question really. He's saying, what do you mean? The case of the Kochebedek, the Kochebizbeach, was they became a Baal Moon first, and then you were Podet. So you have two things going for you. You have a Baal Moon first, and you also have a Pidyon. Here, however, yes, you have a Pidyon, but it is Shalem. It's not Lamis. How can you make a, uh, a comparison between the two cases? Again, that which you thought to compare, Kotshem is better, Kotshem better, Kabayit, and prove that the Yohanan was right, that the animal goes out, Torik to Cholin, it's not so. Because um, the Mishnah over there is talking about Kadashim that were Humemu, Kadashim that became blemished, and then you were Podet. And that's what we said, Valdan, the Halban, Mutar, after the redemption. However, by Kotshem better, Kabayit, they remain shalem. Who told you that they're going to go out to Hulim? So bottom line, uh, Rabbi Hezkiyah rejects the proof from the Mishnah in Bechorot. Comes the Gemara and says, continues to reject it. Another way to reject it. Rabbi Yosah B'Shem Rav Hezda. Uh, Rabbi Yosah said in the name of Rav Hezda. That what? <coughs> we just said that only if they became a Baal Moon first. Then they were nifdeh, then it goes out to Cholin. He says, this is correct, why? It's actually Because it says over there, that all animals that became Baalei Mumim, first, and then you made it take Daesh, and then you were put it, it goes out uh, to asur leacha. Now, if you were put it, meaning, I take it back, the Mishnah says, if the Hikdesh came first, and then the moon came, and then you were podeit, veladan v'halaban asud lechal pidyonam. That of course is going to be the velad and the halab is going to be asud after the redemption. Now, if you read the Mishnah over there, the Gemara doesn't tell us this part, but this is the real, the whole proof. The end of that Mishnah says, Mashe'en ken which is not so by bedekabayit, which means by bedekabayit, the, uh, uh, in, in the case of the Beit Abayit, it doesn't matter when the moon came. But it has to have a moon. In like this. <clears throat> the Mishnah is saying, by Kochim Mizbeach, it depends when the moon came. If the moon came first, then the Hekdesh, Podet, everything goes out the Hodin. If the Hekdesh came first, then the moon, well, it goes out the Hodin, but Veldan Vehalban Asur. Masha'in came be it doesn't matter when the moon came. Whether the moon preceded the Hekdesh or the Hekdesh preceded the moon, it always goes out to Hodin, but it's got to have a moon. But if it's Shalem, the Pidon is not going to uh, take it off. So there was another proof, another uh, refutation against what Rabbi Yohanan wanted to say. <laughs> you, Rabbi Yohanan, wanted to say what? If a person takes uh, Korbanot uh, that were Kedikudash, Kedikabayit. And the Shalim, and you redeem them, Hodin. No, not so fast. Don't bring me a proof from the Mishnah over there in Temurah or Bechorot. It's not a proof. Because Adraba, the only leniency you see by Kochim and the Kabayit is we don't care when the moon came. But it's got to have a moon. But if it's Shalim, the Pijon will not uh, give you a, um, this leniency. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Hizkiya Beshem Rabbi Yosa. Okay, the Chizkiah says the name of Rabbi Yosa. 
קודשי בדק הבית, שפדעם תמימים יצאו לחולין. He says the same thing to be Hanan want to say. קודשי בדק הבית, you podד them for... you podד the קדושה off of it, of the בדק הבית, it goes to חולין. So now he's going to prove it. Okay, what's his proof? In Tamar lo yatsu lechulin. Because if you're going to say it doesn't go to chulin, he'ach kodshem mizbeach halin al kodshem bedekabayit. Okay, let's analyze. Remember we learned in Hamishnah, guy sanctified his assets. In his assets he had what? Animals. So what do we say? They were consecrated with Kiddushat, Bedekabayit. Sell them. By selling them, what's going to happen? Now you'll sell them to a guy who needs an Ola, let's say. Now at that point, what's happening to the Kiddushat? The Kiddushat is going from Bedekabayit, and it's being upgraded now to Kiddushat, Habizbeah. At least for the guy that bought it, he needs to put it on the Mizbeah. So the rabbi brings a proof like this. A person... How are you able to take off the Kiddushat Bedekabayit and make it Kiddushat HaMizbeah? Ela, you must say that a Pidyon is done. Were you able to put there the Kiddushat Bedekabayit and then turn that animal out into Kiddushat Mizbeah? So you see clearly that you could be put there animals that are Shalem that were Hukdash the Bedekabayit. I repeat. Gemara is giving you dynamics that we didn't think about. When you uh, sell that animal to a guy who needs a Qurban Ola, how can he bring this as Ola? This was, this was Nikdash for Kiddushat Bedekabayit. To go on the Mizbeah, it's got to have Kiddushat of a Qurban, Kiddushat Mizbeah. So what do, we, what do we assume the guy did? Uh, he made it Kiddushat Mizbeah. Well, you, you can't just add. So you have to take off the Kiddushat Abayit and put on Kiddushat Mizbeah. So the assumption is what? You put it. So what do you see? You could be put there. Shalem animals that were hukdash the bedekabayit without a without a boom. So that's the proof of the chaskiyah b'shem Rabbi Yosa. Comes the Gemara and says, Gemara says no. Baalim mumin kodshem isbeyach. For what? Now this line over here is the tricky line in today's Gemara, exactly what it means. So we'll explain it according to the Rash Sirlio. How he explains this line to refute the proof. Explain what this Gemara means according to the Rash Sirlio. Basically the question is, or the proof that Hizkiyah tried to bring, he was trying to say, I'll show you that items that were Kodshem Bedekabayit, that you made a pidyon on them, they totally go out to Chodim. My proof, <clears throat> we learned in our Mishnah, when a person consecrated animals to Kodshem Bedekabayit, we said sell them to somebody, and they'll use those Kodbanot for Kodban Ola. So the way that Hizkiyah understands it's working is, first you have to take the Kiddushah Bedekabayit off, you would do that through a... Pidyon, once you take the Kiddushah off, you reconsecrate the Kiddushah, and therefore goes on the Mizbeah. But what do you see? Proof positive that you can be put there, items that are Kiddushah, and Mizbeah. To that, the Gibran says, no proof. 
And the Gemara's Lashon is like this, Ba'alemumin, meaning, items that are Kotsheh Betekabayit, the reason why it refers to them as Ba'alemumin, Kostam Kotsheh Abayit, Betekabayit are Ba'alemumin, because if they weren't Ba'alemumin, you'd consecrate them for the Mizbeach. In any event, Kotsheh Mizbeach Halal Alehem, meaning, you can add a Kiddushat Mizbeach to an item that was Kiddushat Betekabayit. Uh, uh, so the Gemara asks, Lida Bila, Legabe, which parts? If it's Kadosh, it's Kadosh. No, Legiza, Velavoda. For the shearings and for the working of the animal. Meaning, Kotchebe, the Kabait, Amutar, Begiza, and Avoda, and Torah. Whereas Kotchem, Isbeya, are Asurin. And therefore, we like can say, if a person has a Kedushat, Bede Kabait, and he spodet for Holin, it doesn't go out for Holin. Ah, so how did this guy bring it on the Mizbeah? He just added Kiddushat the Mizbeah to the animal. To what parts? To the parts that did not have Kiddushat Mizbeah on it yet. Meaning the Gizan the Avodah. Once he got in, then the whole animal becomes consecrated. Kansakebaran <coughs> continues. We learned in a Baraita. Hifrish nekeva le'olato ulfisho ashamo. Now, a fellow uh, designated a nekeba, a female animal, for a korban ola, or for a korban pesah, or for a korban asham. Common denominator between all these items, you cannot bring these items from nekeba. So the guy technically consecrated the wrong animal. Now, the deen over here is, Normally you just have to wait till these animals become Baalmum. And then you have to uh, just uh, be Podedem. Because it was done under, uh, you, did the wrong, uh, you did the wrong item. Now. Maybe it shouldn't work at all. Oh, so we'll see that now. The Hadush is that it is Hal. Right? That's the Hadush. Even though it's the wrong animal, because it's not even Shayak to bring in the Keva, the Kebala is going to tell us it's Hal. That what? You have to be Podet when it becomes a Mum. Now, the Hadush of Eris, the Gemara says, Oseh Timura. What is the deen of Timura? So let's review. The Torah tells us, if a person has an animal, it's Kadosh. Let's say he wants to take the Kiddush of the animal, put it on another animal. The Torah says you can't do that. And if you did it, V'hayahu utmurato Kodesh. All you did is, you doubled the Kiddushah. The Kiddushah remains on the first animal, and now it goes to the second animal. Now, the Hidush over here is that the only time you're allowed to do Timura is if there is some Kiddushah in the first animal. The first animal has to be Kadosh for Timura to work, obviously. So the Hidush of this statement is that even though these animals, meaning the Nekeba for a Ola, or for a Pesah, or for an Asham, it's not illegal. Still, there is going to be enough Kiddushah in that animal that if a person made Timura, so the Timura will be Hal. Okay? Now, let's say he made the Timura on a Zakhar. Right? On the animal that he made the Timura was a Zakhar. So therefore, bring that Zakhar on the Mizbayah. So that's the first Shita, Shitat Tanakama, Hefrish Nekeva Le'olato, Rabbi Shimon argues. He says, No. 
Yeah, if you were Magdish, a Nikeba for an Ola, you could do it, make Timura. But for the Qurban Pesah, for the Qurban Asham, Eno Ose Timura. So he makes a haluk between Ola and Pesah and Asham. Why? Well, let the Gemara explain it to us. Third opinion. Rabbi Shimon bin Yehuda, Amir Bishum, Rabbi Shimon, Le'olato, Ulfischo, Le'ashamo, Eno Ose Timura. So because we have a three-way mahlog between Tanakama, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon bin Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Shimon. Let's review the, the three she taught. The first shita says, there's no difference between Ola, Pesach, and Asham. A person was mafish and nekeva for these items. These items over here, even though normally, what you'd normally do is, you'd wait till they become a Baal Mum. And then you would be uh, put there then. Here he's coming along to say what? That they, they do have intrinsic Kiddushah in them. Somehow, even though it's the wrong Karban. You can't bring a Pesach from a nekeva, nor a Asham, nor a Ola. Still there's enough Kiddushah in them. To make it subject to the law of Timura. And if, if, you, were, uh, if you made Timura on a Zakar, let's say, that Zakar would be brought on the Mizbayah. Comes Rabbi Shimon and says, no, no, no. Only for Ola this will work. But not for Pesach, not Asham. Comes Rabbi Shimon bin Yudad says, not for all three. Not for Pesach, not for Asham, and not Ola Timura would not be a, uh, a factor. Now the Gemara is going to explain and uh, analyze. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan says, Ta'amad Rabbi Shimon, the reason why he says, Rabbi Shimon, that only a korban ola can be subject, if a person designated a nekeba for an ola, it can be subject to temura, sheken matzinu nekeba ba'of kesherana bo'ola. Because there is a case where you can bring a nekeba for a korban ola. What's the case? Korban ha'of. And therefore, since Korban Ola is Shayach to Nekeva, in one case where you bring Korban off of an Ola, so therefore the Kiddushah will go on this Nekeva, since we found in the species of Nekeva, Ola is Shayach. Of course, there's an Ola Ta'of that comes from a Nekeva. Therefore, this Kiddushah, hence it's subject to the law of Timura. Mashi'inken, you can never bring a Korban Pesach in a Nekeva. There's no case. Nor can you ever bring a Qurban Asham from the Nekebah. So the Kiddushah is a Kiddushah B'ta'ut. The Kiddushah that you put on this Nekebah is Narhal. And this is Narhal, there's going to be no deen of Timurah. Which means you cannot transfer the Kiddushah, it's not there, it's non-existent to another animal. The Kiddushah, the first animal, is not there. Because there, at least, the animal itself, is its species is Ra'ui. Here, the animal is not that we even in species. There, the animal itself is not, we just got a Baal Moon. But shake it over here, it's not even from the, uh, it's like making a, a table. It's not Shaykh that brings a Qurban Pesach. But a Baal Moon you can bring a Granted, but it's from the species that you can bring from, uh, from an animal, from, 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 from a Qurban. So it could be a little better. The Gemara continues, Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan said, Ta'amad Rabbi Shimon bin Yehuda. The reason for the Bishimam in Yudah that says that if a person was mafrish and nekeva for a Pesach, for an Asham, for an Ola, there's no Kiddushah on it, Lohala Alaf Kiddushah, therefore it's not Shayak to make Timurah. What's his logic? So he makes over here a Kalvahomir. Let's read the Kalvahomir. Im min bimino hu haluk alav. Min bisheeno min, kol sheken, min bisheeno mino. 
which literally means, let's get the words first, and then we'll see the case. If in a case where it's mim bimino, we have the same species, and even on same species, and you make a mistake, the kedushah is not hal, or the more so on different species. What's the case? So Gemara explains. What's the case of mean bimino, where you have same species animals, and still the kedushah is not hal? So he says, like we learned in the Braita. Asham, let's say you have the Qurban Asham of a Nazir or a Mitzorah. Right? A Nazir and a Mitzorah have to bring an Asham. The Gemara says, Ben Shana. Their, their Asham has to be one year old. Vevi Ben Shtayim. But instead you brought a two year old. So you brought the, the right animal, it just is the wrong age. Or the opposite. The Gemara says, There the Gemara says, Lo Yatsa. Okay. Opposite. Ben Shetayim Vevi Ben Shalosh. Let's say you were supposed to bring an Asham, Asham Gezelot, right? And that Asham Gezelot is supposed to be a two-year-old animal. And instead you brought a Ben Shalosh. So comes the uh, Gemaran says, Lo Yatsa, again, in this case. Now, what are we seeing over here? In this case over here, you're not Yotse, Yedeh, Yohayuv. Now you have to put the animal on the Mizbeah. But you're not going to be Yotse, Yedeh, Yohayuv, because it's not considered the Kedushah of a... Uh, and Asham. So the Gemara is trying to say, hey, it's the same species. Which means that you can argue and say, oh, so I got the wrong year, but it's still bottom line, a Zachar, it's got the right, it's the right animal. So he's saying like this, if in a mean bimino, where you did the wrong uh, consecration, because you had the wrong ages, it's not how the Kiddushah on it. Although also in this case, where you did a different species, why did it the Kebab for a Pesach, Ola, and Asham, that's not even Shayach. So that was the Kol Sheken that Rabbi uh, Shimon ben Yehuda wanted to say. Comes again what Aaron says. Amar Rabbi Hanan. Rabbi Shimon, meaning Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, that said the Kiddushah is not hal on all three. The Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Yoshua of our Mishnah. That said what? The Biyoshua Mishnah said when a person made his nechasim bedekabayit. But there was animals in there. We said the animals go for korban ola. Therefore, what does he do? He takes the nekevot, right? Sells them as shelamim, because you can only bring a shelamim from a nekebah. So therefore, you sell them, and with the money, now you sell the nekevot for shelamim. And the money you buy, forget, you do it for zakhar, for a ola. Right? That was the Yoshua and the Mishnah. So it says, Shinem Amru Dabarehad. So both of them are saying the same concept. Why? Kema de Rabbi Yoshua wa nekeva le ola, lo kiddesha ela hikdesh damim. Which we just like according to Rabbi Yoshua. When the person sanctified the nekeva. Right? The guy's covenant was for ola. Right? Because we say, Rabbi Yoshua, everything goes for ola. Now even though he said Ola, what's going to happen? We don't say that the Nekimah becomes a Kiddushah of Ola. We say all it has is Kiddushat Damim. Kiddushat Damim has monetary value of Kiddushat that want that. Enough that they have to sell it as a Shalamim and buy a Zakhar and put it for a Qurban. So just like the Yoshua says, when a person consecrates a Nekimah for an Ola, it's not Kiddushat Aguf. There's no Kiddushat Aguf. It's only Kiddushat Damim. Now if it only has Kiddushat Damim, it's not subject to the law of Timurah. Because again, there's a big difference between Kiddushat Damim and Kiddushat Aguf. Kiddushat Aguf is intrinsically the animal itself is Kadosh for the Mizbayah. 
Kedushat to me, no, its value is Kedush. Now, for something to be subject to Timurah, it itself has to be Kodesh for the Mizbeach. And therefore, Rabbi Yoshua is holding Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda. This guy over here in the Mishnah said what? The Nekevot are going to be Kadosh. Kadosh what for Ola? What do we say? Well, you got to sell it, take the money, and use it for a zakat. That implies a swat that there is no Kiddushah because it's the wrong animal. The Kemah cannot be for an Ola. At best, it only has Kiddushah Demim on it. And therefore, he'll hold also like Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, that when a person consecrates a Pesach, Hasham, Olah, from a Nekevah, at best it'll only have Kedushat Tamim. But that does not make it subject to the law of Timurah. Ken Rabbi Shimon ha'wa Nekevah le'olah, lo Kedushah, ela Ekdesh Damim. Good. And the Gemara says, in Temar, because if you're going to say, that according to the Yoshua, Kansha Kedusha Taguf, they're going to tell me that this Kedusha of the Nekeva is Kedusha Taguf, then already the deen of the Mishnah should have been Yiru. The law should have been that you let it graze until it becomes a Ba'almum. Because the law is when it has Kedusha Taguf, you can't uh, be put it. In this case, over here, it has Kedusha Taguf, you can't bring it as a Qurban Allah, which option? You have to let it graze. From the fact that he let you sell it, that shows you it doesn't have Kiddushat Taguf. It must only have Kiddushat Damim. And that's consistent with the Bishop Omen Yehuda's opinion, why he says what? That these three Kurbanot also don't have uh, Kiddushat Taguf. That's why they're not subject to the law of Timurah. So basically we found two Tana'in that have the same Shitta. The Bishop Omen Yehuda and the Bishop of our Mishnah. Last part of the Gemara. The Gemara says like this. Amar Rabbi, Rabbi said. Now, we're going to follow the Gerasa over here. Again, of the Taklin Hattin. The Taklin Hattin says, Amar Rabbi En Aniroe. Right? Our Gerasa says Aniroe, but we're going to change it to En Aniroe. Big difference. Rabbi comes along and says, which means that what Rabbi Shimon said if a person is Magdish and the Kebaf and the Pesach there's no Kedusha on it he says I don't agree with him Rabbi Shimon right? his opinion was only Ola because we found an Ola that can be brought from in the Kebaf but Pesach no so he comes along and says Rabbi I don't see it I hold that he should say even a Pesach that was designated from a Nekebah should have Kedusha. Why? Could you ever bring a Pesach from a Nekebah? No. So what's the, uh, what's the in? How's that going to work? So he says, Shemotar Pesach Bashilamim. Ah. We have a, a law like this. Motar Pesachim, which we learned as a Masechet Pesachim. A person designated an animal for Qurban Pesach. What happened? He lost it. He lost it. So he had to designate a Another Qurban in its stead. He brought the second Qurban for Qurban Pesach. The first Qurban surfaced. That Qurban now is called Mutar Pesach. What's the deen with Mutar Pesachim? The deen of Mutar Pesachim is brought as a Qurban Shilamim. Okay? So technically, there is a case where a Qurban Pesach is brought as a Shilamim. And we know Shilamim can be brought from a Nekebah. 
So therefore, by extension, we could say like this. When a person designates a Nekebab for Korban Pesach, it should have some Kedushah. Because there is a certain connection between a Korban Pesach, a Shilamim, and a Nekebab. Because in the event that a Korban Pesach becomes Motar Pesach, you can't bring it as a Shilamim, and Shilamim Mashiach in Nekebab. So therefore, there is a way that a Korban Pesach can come from a Nekebab, in the case where it, where it was a motar pesah, technically now it can be brought as a shalamim. Now, <coughs> so the Gemara is saying the same way you would be Shimon, said by the Ola, that the Kedushah goes on, because you have a case where you have an Ola Ta'of that comes from the Nekeba, say the same thing by, uh, by Pesach. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, Velema in Anido Already, if already you don't see him by Pesach, you shouldn't have seen him also when he said by Asham. Because I'll give you a case of Asham as well that can be brought as a Nekeva. What's the case? Shemotar Asham Ba'ola. Another case. Motar Asham, a guy designated a Qurban for an Asham. What happened? He lost it. After he lost it, he brought another Asham in its stead. Right? And then he found the first one. And what's the Gemara saying? The Gemara says that the first Asham comes as an Ola. Now, so therefore Ola is Shayach. The Asham. And therefore what? According to the Bishamon, we know that an Ola can be brought from a Nekeva. Once an Ola can be brought from a Nekeva, so therefore technically if a person designated a Nekeva for an Asham, and sometimes the Asham can be brought as an Ola if it's a Mutar Asham, so by extension, we know that uh, Ola can be brought from a Nekeva, so technically there should be some Kiddushah on the Asham as well. She's asking on Rabbi. Rabbi, just like you extended Qurban Pesach to Shalamin, you should extend Qurban Asham to Ola. Tanat Gemara says, no. Amar Rabbi Avin. Rabbi Avin says, Imigdish Pesach. Which means by Pesach, a person designated a Qurban Pesach, right? And then it became a Motar Pesach. That actual animal itself is brought as a Shalamim. The actual animal that was designated for Pesach is brought as a Shalamim. But regarding the Asham that comes as Ola, we don't bring the actual Asham as an Ola. We let the Asham graze until it becomes blemished. And then with the money, we go buy a uh, Qurban Ola. Therefore, it's different. So therefore, the B says, you can't say Asham goes on a Nekeva. Because Asham never goes on a Nekeva. Because the Asham, you always have to sell it and redeem the money and then buy an Ola. Masha'ikin, when it comes to the Qurban Pesach, in itself can be brought as a Shalamim. So therefore, since in itself can be brought as a Shalamim, so when uh, Rabbi Shabon came along and said, only Ola 
if you sanctify it as a nekeva, it has kedusha. So he said, hey, why not Pesach? Because Pesach cannot be brought as a nekeva. Yeah, but Motara Pesach can be brought as a shelamim, and shelamim can come from a nekeva, so therefore there's a connection. So the Kibbutz say, so say the same thing by Hashem. Well, Hashem can be brought as an Ola. An Ola is from? And Ola can come from females, right? Because Hashem Ola Ta'of. No. The difference is Ola, the, shilam, the Hashem itself never turns into a Ola. The Hashem is Yir'e'ah, and then with the money you buy, even the Pesach in itself turns into a Shilamim. So therefore I can argue and say, the Pesach at least should have some sanctity in order to make it subject to the Deen of... Timura says Mau Kedon, meaning what's the Mahluk of the Kamanda Bishamon and the bride that we discussed above? Which we said Tanakamah said if a person's Makdishan came out for his Ola, for his Pesha, for an Asham, he's able to make Timura. Now, the Kaura, since already you cannot bring an Asham or a Pesach uh, from a Nikivah, so what is the opinion of Tanakamah? How is Timura Hal? So the Brahma says, Hey Amar, because Tanakamah holds Higdesh Dami Mikdish. That at least it'll have Higdesh Damim, meaning the Pesach and the Sham have Kiddushat Damim. But the other rabbis say, no, it's got to have Higdesh Gufo. Meaning like this, Tanakam, I will say, since at least it was Chal Kiddushat Damim on the Nekevah, that you did it for the Pesach and the Sham, therefore we'll say, Migu de ale Kiddushat Damim, Nachta ale Kiddushat Aguf. That will say, Migu, who's learning like this? This is the opinion of the Gemara Timurat Dafyutet. Now, once you're ready, I say the Kiddushat Damim goes on, I can say the Kiddushat Aguf is dragged after. Whereas Rabbi Shimon will say, no. Bottom line, if you don't have Kiddushat Aguf, it does not make Timurah. We do not say the Migu. Comes the Gemara and continues. We learned in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yoshua said that what? When a person consecrated his property and there were animals in the property, so what do we say? The Zecharim themselves go as Ola. Because we assume that what? The animals have Kiddushat Haguf, Kiddushat Amizbaya. And then when we say the Nekevot, you sell, and with the, the, you sell to somebody that needs a Shilamim, and with the money, you buy a Korban Ola. Because everything we say, his Kavana is to go as Korban Ola. So it comes to Gibran, it's going to explain that the Shita of Rabbi Yoshua Amar Rabbi Zeira. Beshem Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Ta'amad Rabbi Yoshua, the logic of Rabbi Yoshua is like this. It says in the Pasuk, Daber el Aaron vel Banab, ve'el kol b'nei Yisrael ve'amarta alehem, ish ish mebet Yisrael. Now I'll, I'll continue reading the Pasuk to you. Umenager b'Yisrael asher yakrib korbanot lechol nedarim lechol nedmotam. The person brings a korban, whether it's a neder or a nedaba, asher yakribu la'ashem le'ola. That he'll bring to Hashem as an ola. Now, from the fact that the Pasuk says, that all their nedarim and nedabot will be brought as ola, so we learn from over here, means that anything that a person vows or a person donates is going to be for ola. Even if something is not ra'ui for an ola, it'll go as an ola. How? Like in the case of the Mishnah. Then the kevot will be sold. And use the money in the proceeds for a Qurban Ola. So basically, he's learning it from Pasuk. So the Gemara says, Litsonechem Tamim Zakhar. Well, the Pasuk says, only if it is a Zakhar, a male. How do you know that this applies even to females? Minayin Afilu Nekebot, that are not Rawi for Ola, but you'll sell the money for Ola. 
Tamud Omar, Babakar, Lerabot of the Nekebot. Babakar is cattle. When it says cattle, cattle is general. It's Zakhar and Nekeba. So therefore, even Nekebot, the money has to be spent for Olam. Comes again when it says Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi El Azar Sha'al. So Rabbi Yitzchak, the son of Rabbi El Azar, asked the question, Ketiv Zakhar. Okay, it says the Pasuk Zakhar. Ve'at Amar Babakar. So you came along and you took the word bakar to tell me what? Lerabot et anekevot. Okay, even though the pasuk said zakar, you went and you took the word bakar and you included more. Good. Utkevatekitif, similarly, it says in the pasuk tamim. Tamim means what? Meaning it's a shalem, it's not a mum. Ve'at amart babakar. Well now, are you going to tell me that when it says the word babakar, lerabot ba'alimumin? Because also when it says bakar, it includes all animals. Are you going to come and tell me now that the fact that it says bakar is coming to say that even Baal Mumin, that what? That if you were Magdish them, when they had a moon, you're going to have to sell them and with the money buy a Qurban Ola? So the Gemara says, are you going to say that? So the Gemara says, Ma Benehon. The truth is, yeah, what's the difference? Just like you would raise Babakar to come and include Nekebot, maybe you should say Babakar also comes to include Ba'ale Mumin. So Kazakimarad says, Rab Amar, Rab says, you want to know the difference? The difference is so great, it is like Shifta Techad Benehon. It's the difference between the weaver, the weaver's stick. What is the weaver's stick? The, the weavers, when they used to uh, have the, um, uh, the loom, so they used to have the uh, horizontal and the vertical, and they would lift up the uh, threads in order to throw the spool of thread across in order to make the cross thread. How would they lift up the threads, meaning the horizontal and the vertical? They would have a stick, a thick stick that they would put in between the threads to lift them up in order to throw the uh, spool across. So what he's trying to say is, uh, the difference between the two cases is like the, 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 the thickness of the, um, of, the, uh, of the stick that's used by the weavers. Which means the big difference between them. That's like a, a, a mashal to say there's a big difference. Which means he didn't explain it. But wh- what is the difference? So the explanation is like this. Nekevot at least are not we for a korban. They might not be out for korban ola. But they're in the species of animals. Masha'ikin a ba'almum is not even that we for a korban at all. So therefore, who told you to come along and include ba'alimumin? If it was a Baal Moom and you sanctified it, you don't have to sell it and take the money for an order. It's a Baal Moom. It's in the species of animals that can be put on the Mizbeah, albeit not for an order, but for Shalamim. So in that case, sell the uh, animal of the Nekevah and use the proceeds for a Qurban order. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen